Julian Edlow here for DraftKings. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Conference tournaments, Final Four, to win it all, you name it, it's all available on the DK Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code ROSS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort located in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus bets expire 160 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast. And it's presented by BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Just use the promo code PODCAST1 so you can get a 50% sign-up bonus today. He is Steve Fezzik, the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling. It is the Super Contest at the Westgate Casino, and we have them every week right here even money podcast, free podcast, 30 minutes, his picks, his insight. Steve, you were up 10 units last week, which is awesome. I was up 11. We had an unbelievable week. Very, very cool. Can't wait to do the review and then make the picks this week. But yeah, man, uh, we had an awesome week last week. I think we were like five for five. I'll check when we get into it. But I think we were like five for five on our best bets, which is amazing. Speaking of amazing, if you guys haven't, I feel like I'm doing an ad for them. But if you haven't checked out the Cameo app yet, please do. You can have me do Cameos videos for whatever you want. Birthdays, uh, just uh, holiday gifts. They're actually pretty hilarious. I'll pretty much say whatever you want me to say on the cameo so just get the cameo app if you haven't seen it, it's awesome you can get like so many different quasi famous people to give you video shout outs it's a great idea really great idea cameo app and i uh, just searched my name ross tucker steve we had one of those weeks that we really needed buddy everything came together not everything but it was a really good week for the week I was up 11 units. You were up 10 units. And how about this, Steve? We were five for five on our best bets. It's so interesting doing this for you, you know, doing this with you for years now. The ebbs and flows and the bad weeks, and all of a sudden you get one of these, and it makes a huge difference. I am now up 27 units. For the season, you were down three units. Now you're up seven, as we both had double digit unit. It was just it was just one of those one of those weekends, Steve. 
we will take it and not overreact to it. Um, just like we didn't overreact when we had a few bad weeks and all you can do is keep making good wagers and things should play out well in the end. And to, to make money, Steve, you got to be, you got to hit on 54% of your bets. 52.4% is break even. So most pros exactly strive for 54 to 55%. And like, that's as good as they're going to do, right? Uh, Yes. Playing. NFL sides. Now, there are people listening, I'm sure, that are like, well, wait a minute. I bet prop bets and things that are a little less widely available, and I can do much better than 55%. And I agree with them. If you're uh, playing some of these derivative bets, that's where you can really find larger edges. So then, I guess the other thing, though, is even if you hit 53% of your bets, depending on your allocation and how many units did, you still might be down. Yeah, exactly. The variance can get you. So if you overbet your bankroll, even if you hit over 52.4%, you most certainly can lose your entire bankroll just from poor money management. Got it. All right, well, let's go through it. Um, It started last Thursday night, Steve. Uh, You passed the Texans and the Colts. I had the Colts for one unit getting four points. They lost by three, that key number. Uh, T.Y. Hilton had a couple drops. Otherwise, the Colts might have actually won the football game. But they lost by three, so I got one unit there. The two bets I was wrong on, Steve, I was way wrong on. Tampa Bay and Atlanta, you leaned Atlanta. I went two units on the Falcons, laying four and a half. I was riding the momentum. Boy, that backfired. Uh, they got beat 35-22 by the Bucks. I think that uh, Cinderella's carriage has turned into a pumpkin once again, Steve. Yes. Um, the Atlanta Falcons one of the strangest teams out there <laughs> in terms of week-to-week variance. And the feeling was that now that Quinn wasn't calling the plays on defense, that that defense was going to be much better. Well, maybe they were for two weeks. I mean, Jameis Winston even threw picks on two of his first three drives, and that still happened. Then uh, Buffalo and Denver. You know me, Steve. I usually like to get the points, but I I laid the points here as well. One unit on the Bills, and they really took care of business against Denver, 20-3. to So I did get one unit there. The next was our first best bet, and it was... The Bears and the Giants, we both like the under 40.5, and we both put two units on it. The final score was 19-14 Chicago for a total of 33. I got to tell you, Steve, when they started scoring, I was getting nervous. Then I did the math, and I was like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. Even if there's one more touchdown, we still win by half a point. Um, Although, now that I'm thinking about it, 1914. So if the Giants would have scored a touchdown to make it 20 to 19, they would have gone for two, actually. Yeah, but the Giants weren't going to score a touchdown, so we were fine. <laughs> uh, next up, another on the under train the Steelers and the Bengals. Under 39, the game finished 16 to 10. Mason Rudolph, not good at football. He was benched. Uh, Ryan Finley has now been benched by the Bengals. I put two units on that. You put one unit on that. 
and we won there. That was our second best bet that cashed. Not often you have a game, Steve, where both quarterbacks have since been benched, but that's, that's a good game to take the under on. No question about it. And um, Mason Rudolph, um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with his career going forward, especially after that Thursday night fiasco um, and him not performing on the field as well. be interesting to see how Pittsburgh responds also. So then you got Miami-Cleveland. The Miami thing's over. Uh, that's two weeks in a row now where I've lost with the Dolphins. I had, I had a good run with them. I won a couple weeks in a row. I don't know what's happened. I mean, they gave up like 12 points to the Indianapolis Colts the last couple weeks. Josh Allen had his best game ever. The Browns scored 41 points. I thought Fitzpatrick might be able to come through for me on a backdoor cover. It didn't happen. Lost two units there. I think the Dolphins thing is over. Yeah, and I think unless they get to play Brian Hoyer again, we probably want to be cautious betting on the uh, Miami Dolphins. Then you go uh, New Orleans. We both leaned New Orleans. Good thing we didn't lay the points. They were very fortunate to beat Carolina. We both liked the Jets getting three points against the Raiders, and they smashed them. 34 to 3. Can't say I expected that the way the Raiders were playing, but that's our third best bet to come through and two more big units for both of us, Steve. Yeah, Jets, um, they uh, were pretty darn awful with Luke Falk at quarterback, and one has to wonder when Darnold came back, did he get rushed back a little bit too soon? But certainly um, a much better Jets team now. We both, I leaned Seattle uh, in the game against the Eagles. You passed it. I am mad that I did not take Seattle on that game. Uh, my instincts told me I should have. I just kind of thought, you know what, the Eagles, right when you leave them for dead, they usually play their best. Um, the Lions and the Redskins, I leaned Detroit. You put two units on the under 42. Final score, 16-19. to 19. So that came through for you pretty easily. Two units for you there. You know, the, the Lions had been moving the ball decently with Driscoll, which is why I was a little nervous about that, but it worked. I got to be honest with you, Steve, at the start of the Jags-Tennessee game, this was another best bet. You put two units on the over 41.5. I put one unit on it, and at the start of this game, I couldn't for the life of me think why I took the over in that game. And it was a low-scoring game at halftime. It ended 42-20. to 20. I think that might have been one that you convinced me on last week. Yeah, upgrades at quarterback for both teams, especially um, for Tennessee. Mariota can't score, and of course Tannehill much better. The offense is with him. Moving on, um, Dallas and New England usually doesn't work when you bet against New England. I did it anyway. Two units on the Cowboys. I thought they had a chance to win the game. They were getting six and a half points. They had some very unfavorable calls go against them. Uh, but that came through for me as they lost 13 to nine. No telling really, Steve, if that would have happened if it were the weather like that. You know, you don't know. But um, that worked out for me. And then this is the other one that before the game, I was questioning myself a little bit. Packers, Niners, Niners laying three points. Uh, I just remember thinking before the game, man, I, why did I take the Niners? I, I just remember thinking, 
I feel like Aaron Rodgers will be able to keep it close. Uh, no. Totally dominant, Steve. This is our fifth of the five best bets. The Niners destroyed the Packers. And I think that might have been one where you told me there was a big disparity in your power rankings. Yeah, Green Bay is 8-3 and three now, but they've actually been outgained the past five weeks by an average of 70 yards per game. Really fraudulent in the stats compared to their record. I would look to go against Green Bay going forward as well. Finally, Monday night was the Ravens and the Rams. The Ravens were laying three points on the road. I took the Ravens. I just think it's very, very difficult to adjust that offense. I saw after the game, Eric Weddle said half the time he didn't know who had the ball when the, when the Ra- Ravens were running it. That's probably not real good. He's been in the league a long time. It's a good indication of what we're getting right now from this Ravens team. I put two units on them. That came through for me. That was the only bet that didn't come through for you, Steve. You put two units on the Rams. They got smashed 42-6. to The Ravens playing at a very high level. Any thoughts on that game, Steve? Yeah, Ravens playing at the highest level. I've got them as my number one team in the NFL right now. And they are co-favorites with the Patriots to win the Super Bowl. And bottom line, first um, six plays, all runs. They weren't um, looking to necessarily trick the defense in terms of what they were doing. But like you said, the Ravens' rush attack is different than any other team in the NFL. Who has the ball? Who's going to have the ball? Hard to stop. Up 11 units for the week. I was. You were up 10 units for the week. Steve, again, that puts me up 27 units for the season. You are up 7 units for this season. Our best bets, man, five out of five really helps. We now have 21 wins, 13 losses, and two pushes on our best bets. Let's keep it rolling here in week 13, starting with the Thanksgiving Day games. And these lines, Ross and Steve, as you know, are always presented by betonline.ag. Ross, let's start off with the first of three games on Thanksgiving Day tomorrow. It's the Chicago Bears at the Detroit Lions. Chicago laying two and a half points with a total of 39. It appears as if uh, I think Jeff Driscoll will end up playing because the Lions have not signed a quarterback, but his hamstrings bothering him. He's actually rushed for over 50 yards the last couple games, which has been a big part of their offense. But he doesn't – He doesn't. I don't know if he'll be able to do that with this hamstring issue. The Bears uh, did score 20 points against the Lions, 21 points, three touchdowns last time out. Weather should not be a factor. Uh, but I think I'm still going to put one unit, Steve, on the under 39. The Bears are still offensively challenged. The Lions um, now have to deal with a quarterback who his hamstring's bothering him. I know 39's really low, but I'm going uh, one unit under 39 in this game. And I, I think the Bears win a close game, so I don't really have a lean either way there. I will be broadcasting this game for Westwood One on the radio if you guys are driving in your cars to your mother-in-law's house or whatever. Makes complete sense to me that um, scoring should be challenged for both teams. And let's face it, you just can't seem to go wrong playing Bears games under. Let's make it best bet. I'll put a unit on the under as well. 
And by the way, um, these lines come to us before Bry does the sounder. He mentioned betonline.ag. Use the promo code PODCAST1 so that you get the 50% welcome bonus. That's key. And also, I won the PODCAST1 Sportsnet Challenge last week. Uh, I tied with other people for it, but it counts as a win. So uh, I think maybe only one of you gets $100 put in your account. But check out my tweet, at Ross Tucker NFL, and reply to it with your uh, betonline.ag account number. The best bet. Well, Ross, thank you very much for that $100. I can't wait to use it. Uh, Steve, the next game on Thursday, it's Dallas Cowboys. They're laying seven points at home against the Buffalo Bills. The total here is 45. Yeah, and how can the Cowboys be laying seven against a Bills team with a better record? Well, Bills are pretty darn fraudulent, and they've um, actually gotten six wins against the five worst teams in the NFL, and Denver's certainly not a good team. So um, you got to question whether... Um, they can step up in class here, especially considering Dallas really played very well against New England. And I thought that the bad weather, bad weather normally helps the underdog. But in this case, I think the bad weather really helped New England. Dak wasn't ready to go, didn't have the right gloves on. They got a punt blocked in the first quarter. New England much more used to that bad weather. So maybe Dallas a little undervalued based upon that. I'll lean Dallas, no bet. I'm going to go the other way. Um... You know, I don't know. Cowboys typically pretty good on Thanksgiving, but I think the Bills are recognizing the lack of respect that they feel like they're getting right now. Seven points is a big number. I wouldn't be shocked if the Bills won this game the way the Cowboys are playing. So I'll put two units on the Bills getting seven points in this game. Seven's a lot. Ross, the nightcap tomorrow night, the Atlanta Falcons at home against the New Orleans Saints. Saints favored by seven. Total is 49. This is a pass for me. Uh, I don't really have a, um, a a lean. I guess if I had to, I would take the Saints laying the points. I think whatever momentum the Falcons had is probably lost and gone now. But this is a pass for me. It's a pass for me as well. Atlanta's been up and down and down and hard to really forecast what's going to happen in this game, especially with the revenge for New Orleans. I'll pass. Steve, on to the Sunday games. The first one here, it's Green Bay. They are six-and-a-half-point favorites at the New York Giants with a total of 46-and-a-half. Yeah, so Green Bay, like I discussed, overrated, been outgained significantly over the past four games. I do not trust the Packers at all, and that defense that started so well the first three games has certainly regressed to a below-average um, defense. I will take the Giants two units. Wow. Man, that's tough. Um, I, I can't do it. I understand the logic, but I just don't see it happening that the Giants win the game. Maybe they're able to keep it close. I'm, I'm going to pass. Maybe I'll regret it, but I understand the underlying statistics, but I still just – I still picture the Packers – winning that game and, and maybe by a touchdown. Ross, the Washington Redskins getting 10 points at the Carolina Panthers. 40 is the total. So I think the Carolina Panthers are still pretty decent. I think they're going to beat the Redskins probably by about 10. I think this is probably like a 27-17 game. So I've got no real lean here. That's a big number for me to lay the points, but I don't really have enough faith in the Redskins, even though they got a win. Now to go on the road, 
I mean, Haskins is taking selfies. I, I just, I'm going to pass. I'm going to lean to Carolina. I know I want no part of Washington. Phony win against the Lions last week where Washington benefited from a plus two in turnovers and got their only touchdown on a kickoff return. And then Haskins, like you mentioned, is celebrating like he won the game. I will lean Carolina. Steve, Baltimore Ravens are laying six points at home against the San Francisco 49ers. Total here, 46. I'll lean to Baltimore, the surging Baltimore Ravens that absolutely have been just incredible the last five games. Not only is Baltimore won, not only have they covered, they're covering on average by 25.5 points per game. Vegas cannot raise their power rating close to where they should be. And because of that, I'm tired of stepping in front of the Baltimore freight train here. I'll lean Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, I can't believe I'm doing this because I do power rankings every Tuesday on the Ross Tucker football podcast. I've got Baltimore number one, but I've got San Francisco number two. And the Niners looked unbelievable against the Packers on Sunday night. Um, Now they're coming to the East Coast, 10 a.m. body clock game. That Niners D-line is ferocious. But they get upfield, and, and I just I wonder if Greg Roman is going to be able to exploit that. I think he will. Cannot believe I'm doing this, but I really believe going against the Ravens right now is like going against an option team in college football. There's a reason why Air Force and Navy are both really good and why Army has been good in recent years. When you play against an option team for the first time, your scout team cannot do it justice. You are going to get behind, and I don't really trust Garoppolo if the Niners get behind in Baltimore. I'm going to lay six points, two units on the Ravens. I am rolling with the Ravens until proven otherwise. We're also next game here. It's Tennessee at Indianapolis. Colts laying two and a half points, 43 and a half total. This is a tough one for me. Um, Tennessee's playing really well right now. Derrick Henry seems like he's better in November and December. Tannehill's playing really well. But the Colts got 10 days to prepare, 10 days to rest. They're playing at home. This is a pass for me. I think the Colts probably squeeze out a close win. Yeah, I'll lean to Tennessee, and it's all about there's such a better team with Tannehill at quarterback and because of that, I think they're a team you can make money betting on. But at two and a half, I'm just going to lean to Tennessee. Philadelphia Eagles laying nine points at the Miami Dolphins, Steve. The total is 45 and a half. Yeah, which Eagles are going to show up? Tell me if they're going to have any of their wide receivers, and I'll tell you whether I can bet on this game. And frankly, our biggest line move last week was on Seattle, which went from the underdog to the favorite when news broke of all the wide receivers out for Philly. Without that information, I got to pass. Yeah, I'm going to pass the game as well. Um, I don't have enough faith in the Eagles right now to lay nine points, but the Dolphins have been horrendous the last couple of weeks, especially on the defensive side of the ball. I'm going to put one unit on the under 45 and a half. Eagles defense playing really well. I don't expect the Dolphins to score very many points. And the Dolphins defense has been bad. But the Eagles' offense is really struggling. In fact, I'm putting two units under 45 and a half. This feels like a 
17, 14, 20 to 13 type of game. Two units under 45 and a half. Ross, the Oakland Raiders getting nine and a half points at the Kansas City Chiefs. Total in this one is 51 and a half. It's a lot of points. Now, Andy Reid is awesome after a bye week. Chiefs are coming after a bye week. You know, the question is, are the Raiders reeling after that last game? Or are the Raiders going to bounce back? I don't like the Hunter Renfro is out for the Raiders. He is sort of their security blanket for Derek Carr on those underneath throws, the option route. So I was leaning Oakland. I'd probably still lean Oakland. But I'm going to have to pass the game after they uh, no-showed against the Jets and no Renfro to get some of those third-down conversions. Yeah, I'm going to lean to Kansas City. I think Kansas City is undervalued based upon six games where Mahomes, the 100% Mahomes, was not at quarterback. Three of those were Mahomes was quarterbacking. The other three, Matt Moore was quarterbacking. And because of that, Kansas City's not getting enough credit for how good that offense really is going to be the rest of the year. Lean Kansas City. All right, Mr. Fezzik, the Tampa Bay Bucks at the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jags minus one, 49 the total. Wow, we've seen a whole lot of quit out of the Jacksonville defense the last two weeks where they've been run over for 200-plus yards in both weeks. Tampa Bay does not have a good rushing attack, so maybe that'll mitigate this some. The handicap on Tampa Bay is, is Winston going to turn the ball over multiple times or only once or twice? I'm not sure what the answer is. I'll pass the game. I, I, I got a heavy lean to the Bucks. In fact, I'll put one unit on the Bucks. The only, the only thing I feel like you can count on in this game is the Bucks offensively being able to put some points up. So one unit, Bucks uh, getting the one point. Ross, the Jets at the Bengals. Jets favored by three and a half points. 41 the total. So the Jets are flying high right now, feeling good about themselves. They've won a couple games in a row. But the Bengals are putting Andy Dalton back in. And they're putting Andy Dalton back in for one reason and one reason only. They don't want to go winless. And they're playing at home. They're getting three and a half points. I do think they have a decent chance to win the game. Even if they lose, I think they'll probably be able to keep it close. They've done that most of the time this year. Two units on the Cincinnati Bengals getting three and a half points. Yeah, I agree with the analysis that it all comes down to the Bengals getting a bump up in energy with the better quarterback of Dalton. And the Jets have looked so good, that's why they're laying three and a half. I will go with the Bengals also. Two units, best bet. The best bet. Next game, Steve, it's the L.A. Rams laying three points at the Arizona Cardinals. 46 and a half the total. Going to lean to the Arizona here. Uh, what was that by the Rams? Just completely wiped out, and now a short week for the Rams and Arizona, of course, off of a bye. So huge energy edge for Arizona. And Kyler Murray's playing much better. I want to bet Arizona, but frankly, I'm concerned that the Rams got so embarrassed that um, they might bring more effort than you would expect in this game. Lean Arizona. I'm 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 taking the Arizona. I I think that the Rams. I think it's almost the opposite, Steve. I think that they know that the playoffs aren't happening this year, and you got a bunch of highly paid guys, kind of a bunch of I don't want to say front runner types, but I'm I'm taking I'm taking Arizona. Coming off the bye, they were playing very well. They lost a couple of games they probably should have won. 
um, with some untimely turnovers late. I think the Cardinals have a great chance to win the game. I'll take the three points. Two units, Arizona getting the three points. Ross, the Denver Broncos are at home against the L.A. Chargers. Chargers favored by two and a half. 38 and a half a total. I have no feel for this game. I really don't. I mean, I think the Chargers probably win by a field goal. It's still Phillip Rivers against Brandon Allen. But these teams are too volatile for me to put units on it. So this is just a pass. Yeah, I want to bet on the Chargers, but I do not trust Phillip Rivers and his decision-making along with his reduced arm strength is not a good combination. I'll still lean with the Chargers here because I do not like Brandon Allen. Steve, the Cleveland Browns laying two at the Pittsburgh Steelers, 39.5 total. What a strange line this game is. So just two weeks ago, these teams were playing in Cleveland, and Cleveland was a three-point favorite. Now they're playing in Pittsburgh, and Cleveland's a two-point favorite. Have we really seen that much to make us change our opinions on these teams so dramatically here with the point spread, you have to question whether Devlin Hodges is not the better choice for quarterback for the Steelers. Um, certainly, I think we'll get more energy. Love Tomlin's frankness. Um, we went with Hodges, he says, because he, he won't screw the game up. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully. So I'm going to play the Steelers for just one unit because of the uncertainty of Hodges plus the two. Yeah, I'm going two units on the Steelers. Um, now, the Browns have played very well the last couple of weeks. They deserve a lot of credit. Maybe they'll keep that momentum going. I just think that place is going to be bananas after what happened in Cleveland a couple of weeks ago. And I think Duck Hodges gives the Steelers a better chance to win than Mason Rudolph does, period. So two units on the Steelers getting those two points. The best bet. Sunday night football, Ross. The Patriots laying three at the Houston Texans with a total of 44 and a half. Um, yeah, I'm passing the game. I think the, I think the Patriots probably win by about a field goal. I think that's probably what happens in the game. Uh, I am a little tempted by the under 44 and a half just because of the Patriots D and the Patriots struggle to score offensively. In fact, they'll do it one unit under 44 and a half. This feels like a 20 to 17 game for me. Yeah, I lean to Houston in the game, but you don't make money betting against the Patriots. Typically, you certainly don't make it this year. I lean, excuse me, I lean under as well. The reason I'm not playing under is that the Patriots have played back-to-back games in really bad weather, really windy in the Philadelphia game, and, of course, heavy rain last week in their game against the Cowboys. And so because of that, it could explain why both those games were so low scoring. I'll lean under. Steve, Monday Night Football, it's the Minnesota Vikings at the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle laying three points, 49 the total. Yep, so Minnesota's a good team, but they have not played well on the road against other good teams for the most part. And I just don't trust Kirk Cousins under the bright lights in that situation. So because of that and a massive home field advantage, I'm going to lean to Seattle. Wow, that's interesting. Um, I'm going the other way. I think the Vikings are going to win the game outright. Uh, you know, they're getting Adam Thielen back. Seattle has not been good at home. I mean, they're they're six and zero on the road, three and two at home, and the three wins were in overtime against the Bucks and by one point each against the Rams and the Bengals. I think the Vikings have a great chance to win the football game. 
I was tempted to go three units on the Vikings. I'm only going to go two. Two units on the Minnesota Vikings getting three points. Great stuff, Steve. I am so fired up going to continue to use the magic that is the BetQL app to roll along here and kick some butt this season. It has been awesome. The listeners have been awesome. Man, it'd be nice to get into the uh, over 30 units in the black. That would be awesome. We can do it. I'm feeling it. Tomorrow, Thanksgiving, and then, of course, the rest of the holiday weekend. Other than that, if you didn't already, Andrew Brandt was excellent on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast today. Greg Cosell will do a fresh, brand new Ross Tucker Football Podcast with me tomorrow on Thanksgiving. Yep, Thanksgiving morning. I'll be in a hotel in Detroit because I'm doing that Lions-Bears game. And uh, Greg will be at NFL Films, and we will be working because you guys deserve your Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Those of you that want it, uh, Even Money Podcast is the one you're listening to. Fantasy Feast Podcast, by the way. Both episodes already posted so you can set your lineups with Joe Dolan. And a huge college rivalry weekend. Thankfully, we've got the College Draft Podcast to cover that for you guys. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.